Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodhi. I am your host. Thank you very much for hanging out with me today, whatever day it happens to be, and listening to this podcast. There is some really exciting stuff going on with this podcast. First of all, just sorry if you can't breathe. Just in the um, eleven days. What time? What's today? The twelfth? The thirteenth? Uh, just in the twelve days of October, we've already had more downloads than the entire month of September. So that is awesome. Thank you guys very much. I really appreciate that. Um, I can't tell you how obsessed I am with, with listens or downloads. I actually go to, to the metrics site where I host the website or post the podcast, and I look obsessively five, six, seven, eight times a day. So um, I'm always pleasantly surprised because in August it was almost no activity in October, it's like every time I check, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. More listeners, more listeners, more listeners. So thank you, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, let's do a little update. I'm still working on the Tesla, or excuse me, the SpaceX announcement that Elon Musk did about going to Mars. This takes a really long time. And I am trying to get it out. I'll probably stay up till about today is Wednesday, the uh, 12th. I think I just mentioned that. So this podcast will go out tomorrow, and then I'll delay the next one till Friday. For no other reason than I don't want to overwhelm your podcast app. But anyway, yeah, it takes a long time to go through and record interesting things based on what Elon Musk says. Because what he says is interesting, and then trying to add context to that, um, especially some of the more sciencey stuff that he's talk, talking about. And I'm sure if you're a scientist, this is all like preschool stuff. But if you're a dumb firefighter like me, this is uh, trying to go through and find context for why like 48 engines or however many he's putting at the bottom of this big giant rocket he's planning on building without a gimbal is significant. And what I decided to do was just not talk about that because I don't know why it's significant or not significant. I don't know anything about rockets. So I tried, I'm going to, at first I was getting mogged down in that mud of trying to figure out why that's significant. And then I was like, you know what? People probably don't care. They're probably just interested about how he plans on getting to Mars. So we'll just stick with that. So that's actually made the process go a little faster, if you can actually believe that. Um, other thing was, is I discovered that I was probably recording this podcast on too low of a setting for recording. So, because uh, I listened back in my car and I had to turn my iPhone all the way up 
to actually hear what I was saying. So thanks for sticking through me, sticking through it with me for poor recording techniques. But let's get on to the stories because I have been blabbing for, I don't know, three minutes and 30 seconds now. Nobody wants to hear that. First story, um, Elon Musk, I saw this tweet and I was really excited. They're going to, Tesla's going to announce a new product on, I don't even know if it's, yeah. They're going to announce a new product on October 17th, which is Monday. Um, and I hope to be doing a podcast that day talking about his new project, their new project. He's not just one person. It's an entire company doing cool stuff. So what he said is um, it's an unexpected product unveiling for Monday, October 17th. And then he said uh, it won't uh, see unexpected by most is the kind of key thing that everybody's keying on there key thing that's everyone's keen on so what could it be what could it be well they just announced i don't know if they announced or if they were just talking about their battery packs their power packs so that's probably not it because they're going to talk about that with the solar roof in their event on october 28th and we'll be covering that too so i don't think it's going to be the power packs could be but i don't think so it's that's kind of been in the news lately so that would be an obvious one the next one would be updated autopilot hardware and software um, or features because they just updated to uh, autopilot or to uh, 8.0 for their um, for their uh, the operating system in the car so I, I doubt there's going to be a whole lot of new software but there might be new features because uh, in Elon Musk's um, roadmap for Tesla part due. can't remember exactly what he put, how he put it. He talked about how changing the, um, was this, man, maybe I'm getting something confused. Anyway, Tesla is now using more radar based, um, uh, detection rather than visual, which is the camera based. So before what they were doing, if you didn't know, is they would use the camera to detect objects and then the radar to back up the camera. Now that's going to flip. They're going to use the radar to detect objects and the camera will be the backup to the radar. So from what I understand is the sensors will only see 16. It, it sees pretty good in the front to, to the front of the car, but to the sides, it only sees 16 feet to the sides and to the back. So if you have automatic lane change on, you might be cutting some people off because it's 16 feet. And when you're on the freeway, a lot of, of distance can be made up in 16 feet. So it may be that. We don't know. It may be when, te uh, when Elon Musk announced the Tesla Model 3, they said that there was going to be another event later in the year. Um, I think it's probably too early for that Tesla Model 3 Part 2 event. And I kind of, I really think that it would be a bigger deal. It would probably be at the Fremont factory, which they're doubling in size, by the way. That's just a, I don't even know if that's really a news story because it makes sense. They got to build more cars, so they got to make it bigger. Uh, but the Model 3, eh, I, I kind of think they have people at the factory, either the, the Giga factory or the Fremont factory. The Giga factory is in Nevada. So I don't know if it's going to be that. Could be. We know that that's something that they're, that's on the horizon in 2016. 
The next thing would be the Model Y. And if you don't know, uh, Elon Musk wanted to spell out sexy. So there's the Model S, the Model E, um, excuse me, the Model S, the Model X. The Model 3 is supposed to be the E and then a compact SUV for the Y. And if that's the case, that would kind of make sense because the Model Y is supposed to be built on the same platform as the Model 3. So if they're building the same chassis for that car, um, it, it makes sense that they would just build them at the same time. And that might end up, because they have 375 pre-orders for the, for, excuse me, 375,000 pre-orders for the Model 3. So because of that, um, or due to that, there might be enough people that switch from Model 3 to the Model Y with their pre-order money, which is a thousand bucks, to get that um, to the crossover SUV or the compact SUV rather than the Model 3. So that might be, that might make sense, you know, it, it's two different assembly lines, but it's not like they're building that different of a car. Uh, the next thing would be either the pickup, the semi, or the minibus, which we talked about in earlier episodes. I don't know. Probably not. It seems like a lot, to be honest with you, to take the um, what they're dealing with now in, in terms of manufacturing and then adding in a completely new vehicle and new chassis and new drivetrain and everything putting it on a new assembly line. That doesn't seem like it's a good idea, but who knows? Elon Musk is a pa is not a patient person, it seems. He uh, likes to get that needle moving, so he may throw that out there. I don't know. Uh, a Model S and Model X non-performance 100 pack, battery pack. The P100D uh, is supposed to have the ludicrous mode and all this stuff. This seems like a very boring announcement. I don't know why they would do that. Um, plus, if you're spending 160 plus thousand dollars on a car, once you get to that point, do you really give two craps about uh, like you can get it for 155 versus 165? You're going to pay 165 because you want the best that they have. If you're in that, if you can afford that car, you don't care about ten thousand dollars. And finally, uh, Tesla Glass, which is a heads-up display that we don't know a whole lot about. Um, mostly just rumors, even if it, it don't even know if it's going to come and see the light of day. But it's supposed to be a heads-up display for future vehicles. Yeah, it seems a little too early for that. It seems like that would be something you announce after the Model 3 is kind of done, because that's probably not going to go in the Model 3. It's probably going to go in the more luxurious cars first. So, but who knows? Uh, it doesn't seem like, as a rule, Tesla's having a real big problem with selling vehicles. Uh, the next thing is the power pack. But you know what? We kind of already talked about that. Basically, uh, Tesla has taken the power pack for commercial um, installations, and they doubled the size of that power pack. And I didn't... Now that I'm thinking about it, I should have looked this up. I didn't look it up to see if they did change anything with the power wall, which is for home use, but the power whack, power pack for a commercial is doubled in size in the same space, which makes sense because they just made that deal with the uh, electric company in California, and they're making, you know, they have power walls 
the thing we talked about in the Netherlands. So it makes sense that you want to build the most compact battery pack with the most amount of kilowatt hours to distribute. Keep those peaker plants offline. Let's see here. So this is sad for me, if I'm being honest. The Audi R8 e-tron is dead with less than 100 built. If you didn't know, this is the all-electric Audi R8. And if you don't know what an Audi R8 is, it's the coolest mother effing car in the world. It is the best. Excuse my French. I love this car. Every time I see this car, I drool. I love it way more than a Tesla. It is just a gorgeous, gorgeous car. My personal opinion. But turns out, and this is a big shocker, I couldn't, I mean, if I didn't have a house and I lived in my car, I could afford the regular Audi R8. I mean, my kids would have to sit in what amounts to a nothing back seat and my wife would have to be in the passenger seat, but we could all move into it. That'd be fine. We have to get rid of the cats. But uh, the electric R8, and I don't know why this is uh, the case, it didn't, they didn't like the production numbers. So instead of kind of powering through, which, you know, Audi could do, and Volkswagen owns Audi, and everybody knows the recent crap that's gone down with Volkswagen, you would think that Audi would just, you know, suck it up and build these cars, but they built less than a million, and then they pulled the plug. Or excuse me, less than a hundred, and then they pulled the plug. There is a million dollar price tag on each of these cars, and that's a million dollars plus. So let's pretend that they got a hundred pre-orders, right? That's a hundred million dollar business. And you know, you have to know that those cars don't cost a million dollars to build. The gas car, I think is about $165,000. So I'm not, I'm guessing, it's just a guess, that the electric car is not nearly close to a million dollars. There's a nice bit of cushion built into that. But, and you would think that Volkswagen would just, you know, suck it up and say, hey, look, we're doing this over here. It's a different company, but we own it. But they didn't. Um, also, you know, there's also, there's also the amount of uh, learning and technology that comes from building a car like that, that can go, that can be put into use with the other vehicles in the line. And the Audi, like A3 is like the same as a Jetta and vice, you know, there, there's, um, that's what I'm looking for. There's parity between Audi and Volkswagen lines. Like the Volkswagen Touareg is the Porsche Cayenne. It just looks a little different. Anyway, that was a sad little bit of news. And I love Volkswagen, as I've mentioned on this uh, podcast. And I, I love the Audi R8, which I just mentioned. So hopefully... Whoever got those, less than 100 people got them before Audi said, okay, no more. Hopefully you appreciate them because uh, you're one of very few people. Although if you can afford a million dollar car, million plus dollar car, you probably have a ton of stuff that only a few people have. Take a little drink here. Let's see. Notes, notes, notes. The Opal Ampera. Basically, this is for our friends in Europe. This car is essentially a Chevy Bolt with some changes to the um, 
hope hopefully the internet didn't die. This is essentially a Chevy Bolt with a few changes to the front of the car. So, and for some reason, come on, my iPad. Let's just do this. My iPad is having a hard time bringing up that site. There was really only one thing that I wanted to talk about, and it was just that the fact that it's essentially the Chevy Bolt. So everyone in Europe, welcome the Opel, the Opel Ampira. Um, it's currently get about 300 miles on a charge. Um, man, that's a bummer. I don't know why that's not opening up. So moving on, moving on. Boy, uh, for having a bunch of articles, this podcast, we are 16 minutes in. We're almost done. Let's see. Next thing is Tesla drops the entry-level Model X from its lineup. So remember when we talked about if you can afford a $150,000 car, you can probably afford a $165,000 car. Well, in that same way, Tesla's dropping the Model 60D from its lineup because people aren't buying it. So if um, you're saving up for that, you're going to have to just save up a little bit more and now spend $85,500 to get the the entry-level Model X, which is now the 75D. Tesla also decided to discontinue some colors. But in the end, I'm, I I mean, who cares about that? I don't think that's big news. I don't know why that was even close to being news. Um, if people want a cheaper car, they can always go with the Model S 60, which starts at $66,000. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. And, you know, next week we will be talking about... Okay, so just to go back down the 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 agenda here friday you will have the tesla model or tesla excuse me the spacex um audio podcast that episode you'll have the spacex episode on friday this episode will be tomorrow monday depending on what they announce i'll either do a podcast about that or i'll wait until the end of the week because it may be nothing i will stop blathering take care everybody thanks for listening Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.